no, no plunder on TV will ever get a job again. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the 40-yard switch, episode 99. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? We've been doing this now for what feels like three years, maybe slightly less, but we are on the verge of history, Wilbur. Mm. Yeah, I I can't believe it. Um, I think I've said that in the past, but we've spoken about getting close to to 100, but uh, yeah, I, I would like to do, do a look back at, at some of the episodes. Yeah, I see what I um, can do. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can help. It's going it's gonna, it's gonna to be a lot of trawling through uh, a lot of ums and ahs from us over the <laughs> many episodes. But I think, you know, we, we don't have to listen to all of them, but we can, you know, go back and listen to the first one, I think. It, yeah. Like, it, it'll come back And there to are us. special ones. Like, I think all the all the ones we've done before a World Cup have been good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we can also, you know, look back at who is our best feature, not named Max Rezik, because he's had too many goes at it. Yeah. Um, but Max Rezik will potentially, spoiler alert, be on next next on for the hundredth episode. Huge. Um, spoiler alert for the you listeners, not for Wilbur. Obviously, he. I've already obviously <laughs> disclosed this. <laughs> uh, but yes. Yeah, I think a few like a few end of season episodes are always good. We did the. That there was obviously the Euros. Um, I can't remember we were just uh, like I sort of like Premier League preview episodes have been good. Anyway, I mean, like predictions of like the season. Yeah, I guess yeah. we could look back at what was our what have been our worst picks. Yeah, over the years, that's I'm sure, always. Funny I'm sure there's some stinkers to be there. laughed at. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to touch on quickly uh, before we move on is uh, so obviously me and you have been become quite comfortable behind the mic uh, over the, over the over the years. But I was behind a different kind of mic on, <laughs> on Sunday, oh, yes. <laughs> and I uh, wasn't so comfortable. Um, I commentated uh, again uh, in the MPL uh, W Victoria, but this time I was not assisted, and not just doing special comments, I was doing the entire thing, play-by-play, play, by myself. <laughs> <laughs> and, I might add, was extremely hungover. <laughs> so... Um, and some excitement towards the end. Yeah, of the some game. excitement towards the end. Uh, pl- I, I, I was going to say a couple, but let's be honest, plenty of uh, wrong names. Uh, the fact that I got one of the names wrong is immortalized on South Melbourne FC's Instagram account. So that's funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, here I am in a much more safer space. <laughs> I think you know, like, like the the comments on the videos, like, like not great. But like it could have been a lot worse. Like they could have captioned it actually the actual video, and like I think like even the comments pretty like you know yeah. So they were no one was having a go. It was just kind of like oh look at this you know. But I can imagine them being like who is this guy? How like why is he getting the name so wrong? And I would do the same thing. Um, but it's you know like the the other thing is like you know even though you were hungover like there were other sort of mitigating circumstances. That, yeah, I'm also very far away from like the far side where they were doing the keeper change. Yeah. Um, it's hard enough to, like, I, I was pretty much going off players' numbers for, like, because I didn't, I, I knew some of the players from the previous commentary, but I didn't know some of them. Um, yeah, because, which, 
did she change numbers to go into goal? She put Is the key, she do? put she put the starting keeper's top on. True. Yeah. Yeah. So, so she went she she went from number I don't remember. Yeah. But to number one. Yeah. Yeah. And they had the same haircut and roughly the same height, and I'm about hundred meter hundred or more meters away from them. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look. I'll back you, mate. Hey, thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. But anyway, that's enough about uh, my escapades into commentary, of which there will be more in the coming weeks, but but alas. Uh, back to the, the, the real football, or not the real football, the uh, the European football. The MPLW is easily real football. Um, but yes, the European football, the English football, uh, the biggest cup competition in English football, the FA Cup, Man City, Man United, kind of went the way we saw it going. Perhaps a closer scoreline than no you. I think you predicted two one. I predicted three one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, United you know, had their moments in the second half, but yeah. City seemed in control for large periods. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like obviously, the big talking points are the goal after whatever, like thirty seconds or something. Mm. Um, Fifteen. Yeah. And just. I mean, like, obviously, you, I don't know, you, you just expect United to come out and be a bit more, you know, show a bit more intensity, like, especially within the first few moments of a game. But mm. it was a very, very good goal. Yeah. Um, but also one that you think probably could be... Defended better. Yeah, defended a bit better. If you get a bit closer to him, he doesn't have as much time at the top of the box. Um, yeah, it could be a different result. But... Uh, I think the other big... I think Grealish commented on the, the penalty call as the well. The handball. Yeah. I think by the letter of the law, it's handball, but I th- I still think it's incredibly harsh. Yeah. Like, I think he's like... Like, he's jumped... It's not like he's jumped, like, with his hands up to block a cross. He's jumped to win a header. He, like, he can't... Like, he's... Like, he's, he hasn't jumped with any intention of, like, I don't know. Like, he's just jumped naturally to jump the... To head the ball. He's missed it. It's deflected off Wambasaka and hit him. Like yeah, but like by the letter of the law, it's it's handball and it, like his hand blocks across. So I, like it's it's I guess it's an issue that like with the current way handball handball is refereed. But I feel I'd I feel like I'd feel hard done by if that happened to me. Yeah. So I can see where he was coming from. Yeah, I can see where he's coming from, but I think as well like i think when you'd start trying to interpret it too much that's where like people get annoyed i think if the ball hits y- your arm in the box and especially when it's like like a cross sort of thing like think it's 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 a it's a free kick probably elsewhere on the pitch so ball hits your hand that and it, and like whether or not it's natural or not it better and it isn't by your side then yeah. it's handball. i think the ones where they like it hits their hands like this and it hits them in the arm that should never be given. Yeah, it's 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 where like you know if the arm wasn't there, yeah, it's it's a different result. Yeah, when the, when the hands by the body, that's you, the thing. You know, wouldn't, the, wouldn't matter. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It's like no one jumps, you know, like a salmon. You know what I mean? With their hands by the side. But I I hundred percent get where you're coming from. It's yeah. like he's just unlucky. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. It's unlucky, but I don't think it's yeah a controversial call. But what what uh, something that wasn't in the highlights that. Um, I heard about and then watched back was that Fred like stone like fouls De Bruyne in the box after that. It's like a stonewall penalty. Alex steps across him and it's not given. So that's why I think there was a lot more of like a this is quote unquote rigged because you know you ought to get this and City don't get that. But like horses for courses really like yeah. people referees t- referees referees make bad decisions and also City have 
had decisions over the years gone go their way, most notably the Rodri handball, which was deliberate, which should be, which is, you know, handball in every sense of the word. Yeah. Not given again um, for them. So, you know. And they ended up winning. So who yeah. really cares? Yeah. City fans saying there's some sort of conspiracy against them are just deluded. Yeah. Okay. Not not that not that many people are saying that, but anyway. Yeah. But I think, um, I think whenever United are involved and there's questionable like refereeing because there's been a history of them having referees yeah, under Oli there you know there definitely was a lot of speak about about that it, it comes from like the two decades of eras where you, especially the like late 90s early 2000s where like you watch back some of that footage and like there are games where United are just like evidently like just got uh, kicking people to to the park and back and not getting yeah and those teams they're playing are not getting calls and like whether or not, like there's a whole whole lot of like stuff about you know that being rigged or whatever that's beside the point but that has bred over the years this culture that united are you know yeah i think wherever big teams are involved those things always like always, sort of come up because there's a lot of focus on the games. But mm. yeah, with United especially. But I think I think it also comes from like big northern teams because there was like a graph that came out at the start of this year. It's like where all the Premier League, the, like the, the starting Premier League referees are from, and there isn't a single one of them from like south of Leicester. Uh, true. They're all from like the Newcastle, Manchester, Yorkshire, Liverpool area. Mm. But I think anyway. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not going to delve into a conspiracy theory for that. But like, but, but you can see where it feeds from. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. saying like it's not like one of these like oh, wildly baseless claims type of thing. Yeah. Um. But anyway, like yeah, anyway. we're getting we're getting we going on a tangent here. Um, City one step closer to the treble. City one step closer to the treble. Um. Harlan didn't score, which I was surprised about. One and one. Uh. One last thing. Another Gunduan masterclass in in an important game in the run in. Um. Shocker. One last thing I will say. Is just, I mean, I've said it countless times, but De Gea again on that second volley, that second. Oh volley. yeah, terrible. Fucking hell, man! <laughs> How slow do you want to be getting across to that? Like, it dribbled into the goal. Yeah, yeah, R- ridiculous. I'm, I'm, and I mean, we've spoken about it. He's caused them a lot more problems than he solved. Yeah, um, and other keepers. There's plenty of other keepers in the Premier League who would have solved the problems that he solved, quote unquote. Mm. Um. And yeah, I think, I mean, you, you really got to question them handing him another contract because his, I think his contract is is finished. Yeah, this, this but season. they're going to potentially offer him a new one. Yeah, but Which, apparently Ten Hag says they're also going to potentially bring in a replacement, right? Or like a competition. Right. But like, I don't know. I just don't see a situation where he agrees to be a backup. Hmm if he loses a goal battle. And also, he's paid so much, you can't then... Or maybe they can, they're Manchester United, but like, to have two highly paid goalkeepers, because if you're going to bring in a goalkeeper that you think is going to beat him out, you're going to accept probably paying pretty good wages to that goalkeeper. Mm. So then you have... Like, like, having two keepers on very, very big wages is not a sustainable yeah. way to yeah. play. I I just think like we, we've spoken about it early in the season about you know how you know Ten Hag has to make it like had had to make a, a hard choice around Harry Maguire, you know a, a player that you know United had invested heavily in. I think he's got a similar choice with De Gea. Like yeah. it's it's not as stark, but I think if he wants to take that team to the next level, yeah, like, and really like gotta... 
they got De Gea for 20 million back in 2011 or whatever it was. Mm. That was big money for a keeper then. It's not big money now. Like, yeah. you, they could probably get that or close to that much for him from some other team. Yeah. I think, yeah, this one's less about investment and more of, you know, delicately club handling legacy, a club yeah. legend, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Yeah, which he, he probably is a club legend. And he is the club's highest owner right now as well. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, also, just want to briefly touch on um, our team of the seasons from last week um i did a little bit of like deep i did a bit of like deep dive on goalkeeper stats after a friend of the show manassas comment about no allison and while burn leno stacks up pretty much as pretty much up with allison this season allison slightly better um because the shot there's a really good stat to look at which is um post post shot expected goals um like prevented so it's like after like after a shot the, it's like a certain goal, but then then like the keeper saved it. So Allison had was plus ten, so he had like he'd saved ten certain goal certain post shot goals. Yeah. Burn Leno had nine. Yeah. And then David Rea had five. So I probably should have had Burn Leno or Allison in my team of the season, but mm. David Rea was third, and I reckon those three keepers were the best three keepers in the league this year. Yeah. But yeah. And so sorry, Allison. And he like <laughs> I, I talked about voter fatigue with him, and I guess I was one of the fatigued voters. But yeah. Yeah. I. I think I was probably in the same. But, but I reckon, like, boat. if it was gonna, like, it, 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 like the team of the season goalkeepers should be Burn Leno and Allison. So I don't think you were too far. I just I feel like I was kind of pushing the David Rand narrative a little bit. Mm. But that's fine. It's our <laughs> it's our show. <laughs> exactly. I, I I think that David Ray is a good shout. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So that's everything. We covered everything with the FA Cup. We wanted to there. I think so. Yeah. I think. Yeah. The main ones really. Gun to own, like absolutely. Oh, yeah. Sorry, one one last thing. On the show. Yeah, he was. Um, I think that sooner or later, Sancho or whoever, someone in that attacking front three, like attacking midfield or the wingers, is getting benched for Garnacho. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. He he, they were so much better when he came on. Yeah, he he's a freak, and I mean, he 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 definitely burst onto the scene this season, and then obviously got injured. But yeah. He's an amazing... Just makes things happen so much more consistently than Sancho. Yeah. And I know Sancho, again, it's like you've got this 70-plus million signing that you have to play, but again, could be another... There's, there's definitely shades of, like, especially like like Ronaldo bursting onto the scene. Like, he's just very... Um, like, like he's he's quite polished, but I think the main part about his game is he's, he's very positive. Like, he just, like, like tries things. Dare we say youthful exuberance? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but I think you know he's just stuck about that like yeah tries and tries and yeah I, I reckon there's definitely lots of similarities with with Ronaldo's um, early days at, at United. I'd be inclined to agree, even, even though he, and even though he is Argentinian, he did idolize Ronaldo. Mm. So there you go. Yeah. Um, or Great you could, haircut too. I yeah. quite like his haircut. <laughs> <laughs> you love a little big front fringe, don't you? I do. Um, anyway, moving on to a bittersweet piece of news that has uh, come to fruition this week. Uh, a beloved figure in the Australian football scene, possibly the greatest manager, no, not even possibly, the greatest manager Australia has ever seen, yeah. has joined Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> it pains me to say it. It really does. And for a multitude of reasons, but I'll get your initial thoughts on it first. 
I think it's amazing. I think I think it's great. Like obviously, I I don't have the Tottenham hate as much. Yeah. So I think it's. Oh great. no, it's a fantastic achievement. Yeah, though, without yeah. a doubt. I think it's yeah, it's 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 crazy to have an Australian. The first ever. Yeah. Is is it the first ever Australian manager in the Premier League? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, and and I think like you mentioned off here to to go from South Melbourne, um, to the Premier League is just like yeah. a, a ridiculous achievement. Yeah. But. I think, like, like you'll, like you'll probably touch on it. It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a very, very, very tough job. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the phrase that comes to mind is poison chalice. Yeah, he's it's the height of his achievement, but like at what cost to his career and perception by the broader football community? Hmm. Because I think, not on purpose, but I think he is being set up to fail at Tottenham. Do you reckon? Yeah, like, like obviously they're not going to mean to set him up to fail. No, that's that's ludicrous. They obviously want it to work, but the situation he is coming into with the club at in just in dire straits. You got their director of football who was under investigations for capital gains, taxes, leaving the club, which means that and they haven't filled that role yet because he's banned from football for thirty months. You've got. Um, no European football, so even less money to spend on um, transfers when they already didn't have much to begin with because they're $750 million or pounds in debt from their stadium. You've got um, uh, the potential that they'll have to sell upwards of 15 players, um, which is a rumor that came out the other day, to you know fund any new moves they want. You've got the possibility that, you know, top teams in the Premier League and in Spain will take their best player and probably eventual captain once they get rid of Hugo Lloris. Uh, like, and then you've got, on top of everything, like I still think that Ange could 100% make it work. He's, he, he's a serial winner. He's won everywhere he, he, um, he's managed. He plays an unbelievable brand of football and he has a good eye for like bargains in the transfer window. But then like you've got... The thing that is holding will hold him back in the mind in the mind's eye of you know the football community and the football world in England is that no one knows who he is. So as soon as things go south, they'll be like, "Who is this guy? Get him out!" Yeah, he hasn't got that Pep or that that, that uh, Conte or that Jose esteem of it, and like that didn't do shit for them either. But mm. I just think as long as Daniel Levy is in charge in charge of that club, even great managers like Ange Postecoglou. Are destined, are destined to fail. Yeah, and I hate it. I wish he could have gone to any other Premier League club, even Man United. As much as I don't like them, like, like I think he would have done an, a brilliant job at any other club because any other club in the Premier League is more well run than Manchester than Tottenham Hotspur. I think, yeah, like I think it's about Tottenham, but I think it's just especially Tottenham at this very point in time when, yeah. like we're going to touch on later, obviously. Like there's there's talk of well like Harry Kane's probably gonna go yeah it, 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 whether it's United or Madrid um and then like there's there's a lot of dead wood in the side now like like I think that like talking about seven of their of like what would be starters rumored to like like Tottenham like want to get rid of them like, yeah or in their their two goalkeepers are not Premier League quality yeah or at least. Top ten Premier League quality, Fraser yeah. Forster and Hugo Lloris. I'm pretty sure like Perisic, Reggie on, um, Emerson Royale. Yeah, a um, few of the other one. I think even Pedro Porro really like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the jury's still out on him, but 
And then you got like their center backs outside of Christian Romero, who I do think is good but overrated. Clement Longley, that didn't work. Yeah, I think Eric Dyer, like it, it's been tried and tested. He's no more than average. Um, Davinson Sanchez doesn't deserve the hate he gets, but again, he's not really up to the task. He's one of the yeah. Um, too rumored. And I can't yeah. think of any other center backs they have, but like, yeah, but like. Exactly. Like it, it's going to be a big clear out of the squad, but that there's still going to be expectations around where Tottenham should be, and that's pr- probably playing Champions League football, or at least in the big six. Yeah, like, like I, I reckon the higher ups of the club, maybe not next season, but like you know that, that's where they want to be playing Champions League football. So I think like to, to have to clear out the squad in the way that they're telling him to do and also meet the expectations of where they think Tottenham will be. I think it's, it's very, very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, at, at the same time, there are a few pieces there. I mean, I, I don't think Son would leave and, and Dombele is out on loan at Napoli and just like, you know, he played most, he, yeah, he, yeah. He, he like won the league, played most of the games. If he could come back in and, and be a good piece for them. Benton Kerr, Hoiberg, Basuma. Richarlison is a lot better than no goals in the Premier League. Um, but did he get one? He got one. He got one against Liverpool, yeah. and then they, yeah, yeah. Beside the boy. <laughs> um, Kulusevski's loan still there. Loan is up at the end of this season. True, but that's another one that they could hold on to, and you know they potentially get a lot of money. The well, buy option is thirty-five, I think, for him. They'd get a lot of money if they sold Kane. So you know, there's options there, but I think it's a very, very difficult job. Yeah, I think the midfield. Has the ability to be a top six midfield talent wise. I think Benton, Kerr, Hoiberg, uh, and Dombele and Bissouma, any four of them in a midfield three, because I'm pretty sure that's what Ange plays, yeah. uh, is is good enough. Uh, I think I agree with you that I don't think also we haven't seen enough of Dan Juma. I think he can be good. Richarlison and Son. Apparently they're not triggering the buy option for Dan Juma. Oh, they're not? I okay. read that today. I don't know whether that's true. Or so, not. like, so then you got, so you got question marks over Dan Juma and um, Kulisevsky. Yeah. Son and Richarlison are two very good options. Richarlison as well being a versatile anywhere across the front three type player. Yeah. I don't think he's the answer is their Kane replacement up top. Mm. Like, just him. But, like, yeah, there, there are pieces there. I think the biggest issue with Tottenham is the defense. Mm, yeah like that they need to clean house that entire defense outside of Christian Romero yeah, yeah and like that includes their goalkeepers and like that's gonna where I think most of the Kane money will go if, if he leaves yeah and we've spoken does Ange usually play four yeah yeah that, that's that's another tricky thing shifting to that and we've also like spoken a bit about how um, Romero can look quite good in the back like a back three but got exposed in a four yeah it has been exposed in a four so Newcastle game case in point yeah so that's another yeah it's it's a very tricky job but it's a very big opportunity and and if there's anyone there are pieces there yeah and if there's if there is anyone who is like got that like fight in him and like the person the, the personableness in him to like you know not only keep on side with the board, but get the fans on side and play a brand of football. Because a lot of the time, even under Conte and Jose, they might have been winning games because those two have the best winning record since Pochettino. But like they weren't happy with the brand of football that was being played. I think they'll be happy with the brand of football that Ange plays. Mm. It's just whether or not they'll give him time when the results don't come straight away. Yeah, and like it sucks because like I'm gonna be so torn because like 
I'm not gonna, you know, everyone that listens to this show knows that I'm I'm quite a bipartisan Arsenal fan. Like I don't like Tottenham. I've yeah. been, I, that's just how I've been raised. I don't like seeing them succeed in any facet of the game. But I'll be pulling for Ange a little bit. Mm. Like it's gonna be hard watching Tottenham play this season. Yeah, and I think I think as well he'll endear himself to the to the to the Tottenham fans. Like he's quite a and the broader football community. Yeah, I think you know, like you see him in interviews. Like he's quite down to earth and. You know, he's, he's, he's got the Aussie charm. Yeah, he did this. He, someone asked him the other day about um, whether or not Celtic would, like, change their play style to play in the Champions League. Yeah. Because, you know, they've got to defend against better opponents and stuff. And he said some quote like, if you're a staunch vegetarian, you don't just pop into Macca's to get a cheeseburger. You know what I mean? And yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're fucking right, Ange. Yeah, it's that sort of <laughs> weird simile. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I think... When I was thinking about it before the episode, I was thinking, you know, like that there's no way he can do it. But then sort of listing some of the pieces that they would kind of still have there. Mm. Like there's some very good players there. And I think they've really like underperformed a little bit this season. Yeah, without a doubt. And it's got to do with, I mean... It's got to do with, it's a culture thing, the biggest thing, Yeah, I I think. I feel like you can say, well, like... You can say what you want about the playing group and like like I'd, I'd probably agree with you but like it also probably hasn't been that easy for them the way Conte acted the whole season. Yeah. Like and then you got very, Ryan Mason who's like whatever like, and Christian Cellini who was the same. Very strange some of the stuff that he said. Like let's be honest. Like, we also it, don't know what goes on behind closed doors that's made him say that because we've never really seen him be like that at any other club. Mm. But it's because it's, it's a harder job and I reckon he was almost trying to like save his... I don't True. know. Save True. himself a little bit. That's a bit. good point. I think he threw them under the bus quite a lot. Um, anyway. Who knows? Coming in full support of Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> as no, as, as I, soon I, as Ange gets. Yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess like, me and you, when it comes to Tottenham, sort of play good cop, bad cop. I absolutely trash on them. And then you kind of be like, well... <laughs> Which is why we work so well together. But yeah, like... <laughs> But yeah, like it, it was very strange some of the stuff yeah. that Conte said, and like just uncalled for. And yeah, un- and then like and, and then unprofessional. just professional. Like three or four times, be like, maybe I'm not the guy for the job. You know, yeah, maybe like, I'm not the guy for the job. And then these players are shit. Yeah, like and then and then he even did the quote like, "This is the history of this club, like the Tottenham that Chiellini was involved for." Yeah, yeah. Anyway, moral of the story is we love Ange, but I hate Tottenham, and we'll be is indifferent. <laughs> um, moving on to other managerial news. Uh, Christopher Gaultier, 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 I don't know how to say his name correctly. Um, Sounds nice either way. Christopher Gaultier uh, was sacked by PSG this week uh, after one season in charge. Uh, speaking of clubs that are a bit shambolically run, they're right up there, yeah, PSG. They're really right up there. They've lost Messi, they've lost Sergio Ramos, they've now sack their coach. I mean, if, but like, you know, good thing they've got Neymar, who's the judge, jury, and executioner. Yeah. I mean, not Neymar. Um, Mbappe. Yeah. Mbappe. Who, and who knows what's going to go on with Neymar, to be honest. Like, he's, I think he's out of contract, I'm pretty sure. So. Yeah. Just, you know, laughable, really, that they had, you know, they have Neymar, Messi, and Mbappe in the um, team. In the team. And they've still had a like fairly. Sh- I mean, I think they won the French League. Big whoop. Yeah, <laughs> they won the French League. They they crashed out of the Champions League early, 
Um, and in quite embarrassing fashion too. Like they were beaten handily by Bayern Munich. Yeah. And then that Bayern Munich team was beaten handily by Man City. Like, yeah. Levels. They, you know, they handed Mbappe a blank check. Um, that didn't work out for. They them. had all three of those front three on a million euros a week. Yeah. Ridiculous. The f- like, yeah, they gave Messi as much money as he wanted, and he was, you know, he he was good. He's Messi. Um, but yeah, just needs to work out. And now the fans, you know. I think like attacking Neymar's house and like booing them at the yeah at the I think that like the trophy like lap or whatever of f- for winning league on. Imagine um, being disappointed with winning a league. Yeah, like I, I know I say it's like big whoop they won the French league, but like if I was a PSG fan, I'd be like hell yeah, we won the league every year. It's fucking great. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. I'm an Arsenal fan. We haven't we like, we've won a, c- a couple cups, but we haven't won the league in twenty years. Yeah, but yeah, I I suppose it's it's just it's nice to see a club that just throws money around stupidly like I said like I suppose it not working out for them is is nice to see so, yeah yeah um I, I don't know who's next for. well PSG, apparently but... they're interested in Julian Nagelsmann right okay yeah uh I it's a good like, like objectively that's a good appointment for PSG I just don't want him to go there I'd yeah. rather him go to a much more exciting team that I would want to see do well in a better league yeah I also, if Mbappe's if Mbappe's got this whole like superiority complex thing about it, should, it's not going to matter what like it's not going to matter what manager they get, he's still going to have this sort of aura over the team. Yeah, I reckon I reckon Real Madrid's a good one for Nagelsmann. I reckon he should. If wait he waits a year, out. then goes when Ancelotti leaves. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I reckon he should wait that one out because then he'll walk into a team with potentially Kane and then the Jude Bellingham and that midfield after Cruz and stuff leave. <laughs> Drew of many Kamavinga and Jude Bellingham. Yeah, because like he's 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 a, he's a manager that's brought up young talents, Julian mm. Nagelsmann with Leipzig. So imagine him with that. Just forget about it. Yeah, I'd. I mean, looking at, it, I'd much prefer the Real Madrid, Real Madrid job if I was Nagelsmann. Mm. But who knows? Maybe I mean, he maybe, just, maybe can, he wants the cash. Maybe he can spend a year there like Messi did and yeah. cash in and then go somewhere better. Yeah, imagine. Um, but yeah, I mean. PSG are shambles. Uh, nothing new. Um, next, we're going to go on to start going on to some transfer news. The biggest transfer news of the uh, week is the ridiculous money that the Saudi league is throwing around. Uh, ben Zema to a club that I I think is Al Ittihad. I think. Um, yeah. yeah. Again, I'm not going to act like I know about any of these Saudi clubs, um, and nor do I think it's disrespectful that I don't, because I don't give two shits about a corrupt oil state that runs its league and mm. spends stupid amounts of money on their players. Um, but the contract that he has supposedly signed is six hundred and something million uh, dollars over three years, uh, which averages out to two hundred and fifteen million dollars a year. Which I was saying, which as I was saying to Wilbur earlier off air is um, only $10 million less than the entire NFL salary cap for an entire team. Yeah. Which is a bit absurd when you think it's being spent on one player. Yeah. Crazy. Is is that more than Ronaldo's getting per season? I think so. True. Ronaldo's on $200 million a season, I think. He'll be shattered. Yeah, I know. He'll be absolutely shattered. Um, Hasn't, which but, speaks volumes didn't Benz, about who Did Benzema win the Ballon d'Or? No, last year? Nah, I don't think so. There was no, and because there was a whole thing about him saying I should have won it, like sort of reading. Who did win it last year though? Messi, wasn't it? I swear he was the anyway. Wasn't it Messi? 
I swear it was Messi the year before when Lewandowski should have potentially should have won it, and then Benzema won it. Nah, I thought there was all the talk, and then and then he made the post. Um, Benzema made the post. Um, Be like, I should have won. Yeah, with the stats. Um, with the stats saying he, he should have won it. We're doing some live uh, research, by the way. Will was on his phone. Oh, no. Karen Benzema did win it. Oh, there you go. Well, I'm saying that's maybe that's why he can justify earning more money than Ronaldo because he's like, I am a, in a Ballon, I am the most recent Ballon d'Or winner. Yeah, true. True. Imagine winning the Ballon d'Or and then a year later playing in the Saudi League. Mm. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> that's wild. I think, yeah, it, it, came as, it seems to have come as a bit of a shock to Real Madrid as well because I think just before Ancelotti came out saying, you know, he, he's got yeah, he's one staying. year left. And it was, people stay. being like, Sequeda, Sequeda, he stays, he stays. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I suppose that contract was enough to pull him away, which... Money talks. I mean, when you're 35 and yeah. you've won pretty much everything you can win, I think he has won everything that you can win. He hasn't won the Saudi League, though. Yeah. Uh, um and he just might. And he just might. Um, then why not go make 600 and something million dollars over three years? Mm. I mean, I wouldn't do it personally for moral reasons, but good on him. Mm. Yeah. Um, but another rumored signing for the Saudi League, I'm not sure if it's the same team or if it's another team, is N'Golo Kante is rumoredly... Same team. On his same team. Yeah. Rumoredly on his way to the exact... Stack. Yeah. I think he's still got plenty left in his legs too, but maybe he's like, you know what? I've also won everything you can win. Yeah. Premier League, Champions League, um, World Cup. So yeah, that's essentially that's the trifecta you that you want, really, right? Isn't it? Yeah. You want the Premier League, or you want you want the league, like, you want a league title. Yeah. The Champions League and the World Cup. Yeah. Or Euros. I mean, yeah, that really is everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like people can say, oh, FA Cups or domestic cups. Yeah. You want the league title. The Champions League, the World Cup, mm. and a Euros two is a bonus, but yeah, they didn't quite get that. Yeah, um, yeah, the the Kante one's like interesting, I suppose. Yeah, because he's he's not quite as old as yeah Ronaldo. Definitely not as old as Ronaldo, but not as old as Benzema. I think he's only thirty one or thirty two. I think from I think from, like Romano uh, like reported that he like wanted a new contract at Chelsea. And they weren't prepared to give it to him. Yeah, or maybe like just the difference between the contract values in the yeah. end was like that significant, which isn't surprising. But so funny how Todd Bowley will give eight, seven, eight, nine years to all these play people, and then he won't give like I'm assuming three years to Conte. Yeah, yeah. I I think his idea is that you know just just get young players. But yep. Anyway. Get young players in, lock them in for ten years, but the old guys past thirty can go. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah, but he's in goal of content. Yeah, um, it's like you got to keep around some old players who are good mentor heads for these young players, or you're just going to have a bunch of headless chicken chickens running around. Yeah, I think. Wait, so, so the the other ones are Zaha, right? I did see that rumor today. Yeah, I'm not sure if that he was he if yeah that that, that was rumored to be significantly less money than the other two, but still a lot of money, much yeah. more than he'd be on a palace. It was like in the region of like 45 million a year. Which is like, considering, I think Saka's new contract at Arsenal is rumored to be eighteen million a year, which figures out to just under three hundred grand a week. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's quite a bit more than that. Yeah. Which is which is crazy, really. Yeah. Um. What 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 do you think? I mean, 
obviously there's been like some interviews with Ronaldo recently talking about how the Saudi league can be one of the top, like in the top five leagues in the world. Um, and, you know, they're obviously throwing a lot of money at players, presumably to try and improve the quality of their league. And to legitimize it, yeah. I don't know what, I don't know if it's the best. I mean, it, it'll obviously draw attention to their league. Yeah. But like, but like Ronaldo's played in this league and outside of a couple of, highlights that i've seen on like bleacher report or something like i'm not or maybe the odd sky sports video i haven't watched a single second of the saturday because i could give two shits about it mm. and i won't watch it because ben zemmer and conte are playing it like that's not and like i mean yes it's because i don't really agree with it but i also just don't think people care like they know it's a shit league mm. yeah and signing three players to exuberant money isn't going to change that yeah i i think like the the other thing that I'm not aware of is like like they've probably made heaps of other investments in in stuff to to try and improve the quality of their league. Yeah. Um, and yeah, maybe this is just like like an an effort to draw more attention attention to it. But it's it like I, I think like you say, it's very difficult to sort of flip a switch like that and make it make it one of the top leagues in the world. Like it's going to take a long time. Yeah of them sort of investing in player development and yeah, so sort of building it up that way. Like I think, you know, maybe it can be eventually, but I think it's miles off and I don't think, yeah, I, like, like it gets um, attention to the league, but there's also a lot of like negative attention yeah, exactly. in, in playing, in and paying like, players that much. Yeah. And also negative attention to people that are just taking the piss out of the league the entire time. Yeah. Like every time Ronaldo highlight comes up, it's gotten to the point where he like almost is getting disrespected now where people are like, no one gives a shit. Why are you showing us this? Yeah. It's like against, and it's always like against farmers, against milkmen, against postmen. It's like, yeah. Yeah. And like, that's taking it a bit far, but that's just, that's what, that's what the sort of, you know, and I think commentary I, that's being made. Yeah. yeah it's going to be, it's going to be like that for a while because again, like the, these it, teams can't compete in Europe. Like they can compete in, I think the Asian champions league. Yeah. Just from by where they are. So it's, again, it's like smaller market. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just think the main thing is like, you know, it, it, it might draw more attention to your league, but it doesn't really, yeah, legitimize it. And it's very hard to flip a switch and make it relevant. Yeah, yeah. No, 100%. Mm. All right. Back to transfers in and around England and Europe now. Um the first one, the one, the only one that, uh, only one of, only one that's been actually confirmed, I think, or no, there's been two that have been here we goed by Fabrizio Romano. Yeah. The first of which being Alexis McAllister from Brighton to Liverpool. Uh, initial reported fee that was being not by Romano, but that was being bounced around was in excess of sixty million. But then it came out yesterday that there's a release clause that Brighton had for McAllister that Liverpool have now triggered, which is only thirty five million. So, yeah, very good business by Liverpool. Very yeah. astute. Yeah, it's definitely good business. Like, obviously, they were looking at um, at, Jude, at Jude Bellingham for, like, quite a lot more. That didn't work out probably also related to the fact like, that they, they didn't it, make the Champions yeah. League. But, yeah, do you think I think if they can get Mc, McAllister and Caicedo for less money they spent than, than they spent on Jude Bellingham. Like, if, if Caicedo goes for 80 million... Yeah, which is rumored to be roughly the fee. I don't think he's necessarily worth that much, but if Caicedo plus 
uh, McAllister, 115 million. That's probably going to end up being around about what Jubilee goes for, maybe even less. I think that's good business. Yeah. How good do we think Alexis McAllister is? I think he's good. I don't think he, I think he's one of those players that's like not a world beater, but I yeah. think he's in a system. He's very solid, technically very sound, a good finisher, um, great, mm. great, great ball control. But like, he's not one of those like, wow. I think we spoke about this like a couple, like during the season. He's like a, gives you seven out of 10 every week. Yeah. And occasionally give you an eight or nine. Mm. Like he's yeah. not like, going to take the game on and be like, wow, this guy just like single-handedly won us a game, like a Steven Gerrard maybe. Yeah. Um, or a dude Bellion. But I think he's a very astute signing. And for $35 million in this in this economy. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, but seriously, in this market, <laughs> yeah. like it, it is it is very good. What um, do you think like, about it? What's your opinion on it? I don't know. I feel like I haven't really seen him play that much. Like, you know, in, in detail. Yeah. So it's hard for me to know. Um, he's obviously been very good for Brighton this season from the snippets that I've seen. Um, and they didn't end up spending that much money on him. So it, it does seem like a decent sign. I also think it's just like a freshen up. Like he, he runs around a lot, which is not what you could say for the old guard at Liverpool. Yeah. He's also only think, 24. Yeah, that's like noticed, you know, Fabinho's like fallen off a cliff, essentially. Like Jordan Henderson, we've seen some highlights Later in this, later in this season, was burnt out. He's just yeah. not looking good. James Milner, they've shipped or who they've shipped off now to Brighton. Yeah, he's thirty-seven, and essentially he's just playing to get the most games played all time in the Premier League record. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it it does seem like a good signing, but I also don't know that much about him, and I think I just get the feeling a little bit that maybe he's been slightly, maybe just a little bit Overrated. over over. Yeah, maybe. No, maybe for sure. I think the world, winning a World Cup will do that. Yeah, because, because I think like the like the I, I I don't know I don't know I might be wrong, but I think the sort of opinion of him is 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 a little bit higher than your sort of solid seven out of ten. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. I would say so. I would say so. Yeah, but I think the fee they've paid is is equated to what I've just yeah described exactly as. yeah. So yeah. good business. I think. I think. I think. His his floor is high. I don't know how high his ceiling is. That's I think that's the best thing to say about him. Yeah. His 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 base floor ability level is that seven out of ten midfielder, but is his ceiling, uh, you know, world class match winner? Don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next on the agenda is uh one that we're not that interested in, but it is news. Uh, Marco Asensio to PSG. It was confirmed that he was leaving Real Madrid. Um, I think this is a play- speaking of players that maybe I've read. I think he this is a seriously overrated player that wanted a that wanted more money than Real Madrid were prepared to give him, and he's gone to the one place where they will splash money at you, mm. PSG. Yeah, I think he's a he's an average to decent player who scores a worldie every now and then, and people and then so looks good, looks great in highlights. But the actual fact of the matter is, he's largely ineffective in about fifty to sixty percent of the games I've seen him play. In. Yeah, yeah, I think obviously when it, when he started off mid, like with Madrid, like there was quite a lot of hype about him, and I think that's sort of been like almost put put to bed a little bit. I think like recently like he had a bit of a good run of form, like coming back into the side. But I think before that, Carlo Ancelotti like didn't really rate yeah. him that highly. Um, there's like there's been a like like that obviously that midfield is hard to break into, but as those guys have got older, that. Like there's been chances for people to step up and take, and also the right wing on the other side of Benzema 
has been a rotating door of players. Yeah. Whether it be Rodrigo, Lucas Vasquez, him, and others. And he hasn't nailed down that spot. Yeah. So... I think it's... Wait, did, did he leave as a free agent? From, yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah, they, they really did perfectly happy to let his contract wind down and then PSG were like, here you go, here's some cash. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think he makes the PSG team any better than it was last season. Yeah. Especially with Messi. Messi? Messi gone. <laughs> Messi. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. It, I think it's, it's hard to see him adding that much value and it's hard to see Real Madrid missing him that much he's a he's a good player he's a good player don't get me wrong but I think at that very very top level it's been shown that he can't quite yeah get there yeah yeah Um, now switching to a player that I do think will be uh, a massive this is now a rumour though um, a massive upgrade or not upgrade but uh, it will elevate the level of the team he's potentially joining Uh, it's a player that Man United have been interested in for a while but I think like now that the off season is like starting, they're ramping up their interest. Kim Min Jae, the centre back from True. Napoli, somewhat of an unknown uh, going into this season that's just passed, but then um, set the world alight in the city. Uh, started every game almost for Napoli and won the league. Um, just from what I've, I haven't watched a huge amount of Napoli, but from what I've heard, just incredibly solid centre back, like very good for this feet, technical, um, very strong in the air. Yeah. And like, Varane is good next to um, Lissandro Martinez, but he's also very injury prone. True. So I th- and I also think this if Kim and Jay can just like if it's not just a flash in the pan from Kim and Jay to be this good, if he can sustain it, then it's an up- I'd argue it's almost an upgrade because Varane is trending slightly down and he's trending up. Yeah. And even if it, and, and and outside of that, United showed that when either of those two centre-backs got injured, they suffered greatly. Yeah. And with Harry Kane probably, Harry Maguire probably going, they need more centre-backs. You can't just have two. Yeah. So I, th- I think it's a, it's great. Yeah, definitely. It, it, even if it's like, I don't think he will be designed to be a rotation piece, but even if it was that, like, you know, they, they were playing Luke Shaw and Lindelof at centre-back more than once this season. Yeah. And that's not... Conducive uh, to success. It's not ideal. No. Like Luke Shaw did a good job there. You know, it's it's yeah, not not ideal. As I yeah, say. yeah. And uh, another player that United have been um, linked with uh, heavily in in recent uh, weeks or in last week is Mason Mount. Have you seen those reports? Mm, yes, uh, I've seen reports of the potential fee that Chelsea want eighty million. No way, but I do think there is a good player still in there, despite yeah. his woes with Chelsea over the last season and a half. I think so too. I I, I think it would be a good signing. I think eighty million isn't sort of out of the question just given his English just he's given young. his English yeah. yeah and you know he was he's been a very good player at times for Chelsea Chelsea's player of the year two or three years ago I'm yeah. pretty sure and potentially given the right circumstances could do that again I think he, he was at the I think he was at the F1 or something the other day and he got asked about whether he was going there and he kind of shied away from the from the comment a little bit uh, so okay. I think I think this there's definitely fuel to the fire that sounds river. like a yeah. real you know um, my, one my, that could happen. My question is, where's he going to play? He's not going to bench Fernandez. Mm. But then, yeah, I guess he has operated off the right for Chelsea, but I don't think that's where he sees himself long term. Plus, they've also got Sancho and Garnacho yeah. fighting for places there. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it can't hurt to have another sort of like he can play that inside forward role. True, and and you know potentially that attacking midfielder role. Not the, you know the. 
that that's Bruno's role and Bruno's spot. Um, but but having competition for Bruno as well isn't necessarily yeah. a what about a mid what about a midfield three where it's like one DM and two attacking midfielders where it's mm. like Casemiro Bruno and Mount. Mm. It's a bit gung ho, but you never know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, it could work. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to rely on it. <laughs> d- d- defensively, it's <laughs> defensively it's a bit suspect, but offensively, yeah. You think like that, and then Rashford. You can imagine and, them both lying on the ground, throwing their hands up yeah, after and then, a and very and soft tackle. And then, but then you, those two feeding Rashford, potentially Harry Kane, Sancho Ganacho. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like it. Um, <laughs> I that's the thing that annoys it because like those have seem like both very good pieces of business for United, uh, but I don't like seeing United get better. So you know, yeah. Um, I hate it, and I don't. I don't hate it, but I. Um, I don't think I would. I'm because I also heard that he was linked with us. Uh, I would rather invest eighty million elsewhere than Mason Mount. Not mm. because I don't think he's a good player, but just because I think we've got other areas than Martin Odegaard's backup. Yeah. To. I also think I, I want to see how well Emil Smith Rowe can reemerge onto the scene, injury free and fitter next season yeah. as well. So, and those two play a very similar position as a attacking midfielder that can play anywhere across the, the three behind the striker. Yeah. And Emil Smith-Rowe is very good, yeah. you know, if he can have a problem. He's, I feel like it. people have kind of forgotten how good he is because he's been out injured for virtually this entire season. Mm. But Mam is lighting it up the season before. Yeah. So. And I guess, okay, the last thing we'll talk about, if we touched on very early, uh, earlier on when we were talking about uh, Spurs, then we were talking about Real Madrid, is... It seems as if the battle for Harry Kane's signature will be between Manchester United and Real Madrid this season. Yeah. It doesn't really seem like any other team uh, has a chance to get him, or any other team has has the need has much as as much of a need for him as those two facilities. clubs. <laughs> yeah, um, Chelsea have the facilities, but don't have the uh, the calling card, as in like they don't have European football. Yada yada yada. Yeah. Um, they do have a manager that has worked with him previously, so maybe that's there's that. But I it's I would see it as he's either going to lead the line for United under Ten Hag or lead the line for Ancelotti at Real Madrid. Hmm. Um, where do you see it ending up? Well, bias aside here, where do you like? I'd actually like to see him at Real Madrid. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I'd I'd actually really like to see that. I, I think it's better move for him as well. I mean, you go to Real Madrid. You know, in the next couple of years, you'll probably win La Liga. You'll be in and around the Champions League final. Um, it's a more sure thing. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, and, and after what he's been through at Spurs, um, I think there's still question marks over United. Um, and I think so, so, so. If I was him, I would. Yeah. And I think if there's one place you're gonna go that is outside England, it, it's Real Madrid. Yeah. Exactly. Like, because like, I feel like. Everyone there speaks or like English. Barcelona. Everyone, yeah, everyone there speaks English or thereabouts. Like, yeah, it is funny to think of him in in uh, in Spain. Yeah, in Spain, Dos Santos, please. But yeah, I think he like him, Vinicius Junior, and the midfielders we just um, said before, plus Jude Bellingham. Like, he would also. I just know, like, he'd be like in dreamland, like facilitation wise yeah yeah like he'd go from doing it all for Spurs with like not no service but like not great service yeah to then getting possibly the best service that any striker could ask for in the entire world yeah 
outside of Man City, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I, th- I think it'd be great. And I think, you know, if, if, if he is faced with a choice between the two, he'd be mad not to go yeah. to Real Madrid. I do also think, though, if he, joined, if he joins Man United and they sign one or two more players, they're right back in the title conversation. Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah. But yeah, yeah, we'll have to see what what happens. Well, yeah, it'll be it'll be the talk of the transfer window over the next two months. Fuck, it's only two months. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, because like it's gonna be back before we know it. Actually, I think will the league be postponed slightly because of the Women's World Cup? I wonder. I I struggle seeing I struggled seeing them push it back more than like a week or two. Yeah. Because usually it starts second week of August, second weekend of August. And the Women's World Cup is still so. going in August. I don't. Th- I don't think so. Like I can see them doing it, obviously if like the men's World Cup's going on because players would be playing in it. But you know, there's no eligible players. It's in a shame though because I would. Ra- I would like to see the world women's World Cup with no outside influences taking viewers away from it. Mm. But what can you do? Yeah. Um, the last thing I want is like the last thing I want to touch on before we wrap things up is um, just a funny little thing I saw. I think it's on my phone, but I can't find it. It's like someone made a. Um, let me see if I can find it. Someone made a uh, ladder of um, all the teams in first division and Premier League history, and like uh, over since like eighteen something to or nineteen something to now, and I'm hoping I saved it to my phone because it was very interesting the, to see. Let me guess, Arsenal are top. <laughs> no, 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 no. So oh yeah, here I've got it. It's um, Premier League Division One, Premier League plus first first division total points. Um, uh, of all time. So first, you've got Liverpool, seven thousand one hundred fifty-five points. Um, second, you've got Arsenal, six thousand nine hundred seventy-six points. And take a guess who's third? Everton. Yeah, <laughs> Everton third. Everton above the likes of Man United, European Cup winners Aston Villa in fifth, Man City, Tottenham, Chelsea, Newcastle. I reckon, I reckon I've third. seen something like that in in, in the past. 6,821 points. Only 160-odd points behind... 150-odd points behind Arsenal. That is something. That is something. Well, yeah. First club and in Liverpool. And yeah, 200 points ahead of Man United. Mm. First club in Liverpool. And obviously, we've spoken before about, like, you know, one of the longest first division records in the yeah. country behind Arsenal. So, And even when they were relegated from the first division, they were out of the league for three years and mm. they got promoted again in 54. Yeah. So yeah, I just thought, I, 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 didn't, I knew Everton had been around and been successful, obviously nine league titles, um, but like, that's impressive. Yeah. you love to see it. Yeah, and they'll be back there someday again. <laughs> but yes, uh, that brings to a close episode 99 of the 40 Yard Switch. Uh, be sure you all tune in next week for the big one hundo. Uh, we'll be recording that one on Monday, so it should be out on Tuesday. Um, but yeah, uh, I forget to say this every second episode, but if you've liked what you've heard, <laughs> uh, give us a like, like and a follow on Spotify, uh, five star rating if you're so inclined. Uh, follow our podcast, 40yardswitch.pod. We actually made a post uh, that wasn't a story uh, for the first time in ages for last week's episode. Maybe some of you saw that. Uh, but we do usually, or we do always, post a uh, Instagram story when we post an episode. Um, and sometimes me and Wilbur share it on our Instagrams too, so follow us on those as well if you're so inclined. Uh, ja- Wilbur KL and Jasper.Woodson. Anyway, that's, a, that's it from us. We'll see you next week.